Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 premiere of Shady Boots Podcast. I'm your host, Abel, and on today's podcast, I'm going to be recapping RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3, Episode 1, The Return of Royalty. So before we get into the root cab, I just want to introduce you to this year's queens. This year on UK3, we have Ella Vaday, Theresa May, Crystal Versace, Anubis, Victoria Scone, Scarlet Harlot, Vanity Milan, Charity Case, Electra Fence, Kitty Scott Claus, and River Medway. So the very first queen to enter into the workroom of UK Season 3 was Veronica Green. She is back from her half season of Season 2, and she is greener than ever. Like, literally everything about her, even her face, is painted green. She says as she walks in, unfinished business to settle, and she wants to prove that she deserves her return spot. Veronica's all-green look paired nicely with all the pink look that pop queen Kitty Scott Claus entered with. Kitty is in the same Drag Girls Aloud group that Cheryl Hole is in, so she knows exactly what she's getting herself into. River Medway was next, the queen who named herself after a river because they're both Full of shit. That is a quote from River herself. Uh, fourth to enter was Scarlet Harlot, who describes herself as part Marilyn Monroe and part slag. Um, yeah, so that's a UK term for my American listeners. Slag is like a slut. Um, and no slut shaming here. We love a good slut. We love a good slag. Um, after Scarlet Harlot entering the work room is Vanity Milan. She's promising to perform the house down every chance she gets. She was quickly followed by Ella Vaday, the self-proclaimed drag beast of the East, a clear reference to the queen Alyssa Edwards. Veronica was slightly threatened by the entrance of Ella because she too is a theater queen. Theresa May broke Veronica's tension with her entrance and explained that she's five years new to England by way of her homeland Spain. Everyone was gagged by Victoria's code entrance, knowing immediately that it was history being made as the very first cisgender, or as they say in the UK, AFAB, assigned female at birth, for those of you who are wondering, a queen who entered the workroom. I was loving this, and I was here for Victoria Scone. Electra Fence came next and explained that her name comes from a viral video of her touching an electric fence and slipping into cow shit ones. And yeah, she really meant it, I think. Anubis caused herself a triple threat in drag and entered as one of the youngest queens ever at the age of only 19. Then, the other 19-year-old, Crystal Versace, followed her in as a look queen prompting the other girls to ask if she's an Instagram queen, which she immediately shot down. Because in the drag world, girls, if you're listening, you know if you're just considered a look queen or an Instagram queen, it's like, that is like shade of the shadiest boots house down. Like, there is no more shade. Like, that is literally shade of being thrown at her right away. Um, last to enter was Charity Case, 
she is referenced as the demonic demure and delusional queen with blood and literal like looked like skin hanging down from her mouth so we know right away who these uh, girls are these characters these queens we know them just based off of their entrance looks and i have to say i was living for victoria scone i lived for Scarlet Harlot and Christopher Sachi off the bat. Before the girls could properly even settle in, Rue arrived to welcome them to the competition and present them with their first challenge, a game of dirty charades. In the first group of Kitty, Teresa, Ella, and Scarlet, Kitty struggled to get the girls to guess Judge Booty because they couldn't figure out why she was pointing at her butt. But once she started hammering for Judge, Teresa got it right away. They also correctly guessed Blue Ball's Drag Race, Brave Shart, and Raiders of the Last Arse. The second group was made up of River, Vanity, Electra, and Veronica, who got the Spermanator, Oklahoma, and Sleeping with the Enema quickly, but it did take them a lot of work for them to guess the curious case of Benjamin Bumhole from Veronica's Clues. The third group was Anubis, Charity, Crystal, and Victoria as they were on fire with their quick guesses of Robocock, Tits a Wonderful Life, Mary Poopins, and A Tale of Two Titties. Ultimately, the challenge was about making Rue laugh. That's all it's about. Even if you couldn't guess, we all know in these mini-challenges, Rue just wants to have a good time and laugh, which they all did, and so really, there was no winner for the very first mini-challenge. Instead, Rue turned the girls' sights toward their first runway presentation, a two-look serve that would be the first maxi-challenge. One of the looks should be the queen of your hometown garment, and the second should be inspired by one of their favorite things. As the girls settled into their new surroundings, they also pressed each other with the most urgent of questions. You know, like, how does Veronica feel about being back? Does Victoria mind being around all the men undressing? She's made it very clear she doesn't because she's a drag queen. <laughs> and how much plastic surgery has 19-year-old Crystal already had? Because, girl, she looks like her skin is tight. I don't know if it's her makeup or what, but these are all the questions that are happening in the very first episode, and I was here for it. Um, River's mom was an important influence and supporter of her drag, so being on the show is just super meaningful for her, and she shares all of this, again, everyone as, because the reason, I'm sorry, the reason why she shared that was because Vanity was explaining that her mom passed away from covid like two weeks before she got the call to join the show. And that's why River kind of opened up about how much it meant to her. And, um, you know, they kind of bonded over that and over just the love of their mothers. So moving on, with two runways to prepare for, there was not much time for slacking off. So the queens quickly got to painting their faces and assembling pads and tucks. Joining Rue on the panel tonight was series regulars Michelle and Graham. And this week's special guest star, Matt Lucas. The first set of looks they gazed upon were the hometown ones. Victoria opened as a giant daffodil from Cardiff, followed by Kitty as a chocolate-eating queen from Birmingham, Ella as a women's rights activist from Dagenham, Anubis inspired by a helter-skelter from Brighton, 
river as a statue with the traffic cone on its head from Medway. Crystal then came out as a Garden of Eden princess from Kent. Veronica in the cotton balls from Rockdale. Scarlet in a black gown with white pearls from East London. And Electra as a coal miner from Burnley. Vanity in a Jamaican flag inspired clothes from South London. Teresa sported a black and white uh, to kind of show off the footballers from Newcastle. And then Charity came out as a full-on rose from Lancashire. I'd have to say out of all of those looks, uh, I did enjoy a lot of them. However, the whole cotton thing, I was like, okay... I guess you can get away with that in the UK, but here you would quickly be canceled, my friend. Like, that is not okay. I was not here for that. Um, and then also um, River Medley, I I wasn't here for her look either. Like, it, I, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like it's like your first time on the runway. You should be representing your hometown. And it should be, even though it could be campy, and quirky and fun, I think that it should be, it's like your first appearance on the runway. It needs to, like, slay, like, you need to, like, gag us. And uh, I didn't get that from just a couple of those uh, girls from the very first look. The second looks were in the category My Favorite Things. Victoria was inspired by afternoon tea, and she resembled the whole tiered platter. Kitty was inspired by ABBA in Swedish pop star looks from the 70s. Ella was inspired by the Pride Progress flag to represent inclusivity. And Anubis was inspired by sea creatures in a squid wig and a net dress. River turned the corner in a musical note fabric to represent music, while Krista went with cheetah print to represent cats. Veronica was in a shiny jumpsuit to represent video games, and Scarlet went with the headphone street look to also represent music. Electra's favorite thing, her birthday, came out as a toddler girl costume. Vanity gave a shout out to Estonia, where her husband is from. Teresa went bright in an artsy look because she loves art. And Charity closed the show in horror makeup again to represent what she would say the freak shows. Out of the second look, I would have to say Victoria's was very, very well put together. Kitty was fun. Ella also was good. I like the, you know, like the meaning of it and her wanting to represent um, an Anubis girl. That when we we like what your favorite thing is a squid and a wig and you're wearing a net like. Oh my god, I'm panicking. This is episode one. I can't believe this. And then the whole musical things, we're not doing that. Crystal, your favorite thing's a cat. I honestly think that although Crystal looks stunning, I think ooh, she just she doesn't love cats. I feel like I feel like she just wanted to be like one of those girls from Halloween, like that's very basic and is like, oh, like I'm gonna be like a cute cat for Halloween. Like that was giving me very much crystal. I feel like I feel like she put that on because it was easy and she knows that she could just make herself look pretty and wow, she loves cats. I wasn't again, this was not giving me what needs to be given. I'm not happy so far. I'm not like gagging yet. Based on the two presentations, Rue singled out the week's tops and bottoms so that each could receive a critique from the judges. First up 
was Victoria, who was lauded by Michelle for her big presentation and by all of them for breaking ground on the show in a way that, as Rue says, no one else has. Anubis took a hit for her sea creature look, which Michelle called basic, and Matt noted that her prettiness did not come through. Graham told River that she managed to make the runway fun by not doing something traditional for the hometown, but none of the judges understood how her second look represented music very well. Same girls. Uh, Crystal got high marks for looking flawless on both shows and, and underscoring that she's a fashion queen. Scarlett earned compliments for actually representing music in her second look, and Graham praised her for exhibiting different energy in the two looks. Michelle and Graham both thought that Electra could have gone bigger for the minor look, like she did for her toddler birthday look. Um, I I think that, like, Crystal, for so far, is getting, like, a pass because she's pretty. Like, she knows how to put a look together, that's fine. But so far, in episode one, I feel like she's just, like, the pretty queen, and so she's getting a pass because she put on a cat suit, and she knows how to do good makeup. It's like, mm, I don't know. I think Victoria Scone should have been, I think, like, so far... Like she's my favorite um, in episode one. And um, I don't know. I'm just. <sighs> yeah. And then like Anubis, like that stresses me out. Anubis, like what the hell are you thinking? Coming to RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three, looking like a damn squid caught in some nest. Like it's just what is happening? What is where? Where are we? This is the Twilight Zone. We are moving now to backstage where the safe queens were half relieved and half disappointed that the looks they thought were strong didn't leave a stronger impression with the judges. When the other girls returned, Charity and Kitty gave Scarlet beef for making the top when they thought that the other queens put more effort into their looks. But ultimately, they all had to realize that while they may have not clocked some of the girls as threats. They are all threats, and any of them can land in the top or bottom at any time. Back on the main stage, Rue revealed to the queens that the bottom two queens would lip-sync for their life, and for the first time in Drag Race history, the top two queens would also lip-sync for the win. Up first were the top two queens, they were Victoria versus Crystal in a battle to Bonnie Tyler's total eclipse of the heart. The turnaround reference really worked in Victoria's favor since she was dressed as a serving platters for Sunday tea because she had props to work with and a story to tell. But Crystal's passionate portrayal of the lyrics won Rue over instead, and so she was declared the winner of the week and received the very first Rue coveted badge which we're going to talk about that at the end. As for the bottom queens, Rue made the decision that River was safe, leaving Anubis to go head-to-head with Electra to Sweet, Mel- Sweet Melody by Little Mix. I love that song, by the way. Um, both queens handled the up-tempo song with high movement performances, but Electra left everything on the floor with hard-hitting choreography that the judges could not turn away from. There was no doubt in anyone's mind, including mine, that Electra won out in this battle, which meant Anubis, the squid from hell, was sent away, and she was the first one to sashay away from RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3. 
So, a couple of thoughts. Um, Crystal and Victoria's lip sync, y'all. <sighs> okay. Victoria Sloan should have won. That I'm saying that now. Victoria gave us a story. She gave us a plot line. She gave us turns. And she gave us props. And she did her thing. Crystal was... Like, you could feel her energy, and I appreciate that, and I do like Crystal, but she did not deserve to win. Then I want to talk about, like, the winning of these mini-challenges. I understand in the UK there's, like, laws and rules and stuff about cash prizes and stuff, so they are unable to do so. But I feel like winning a badge... Uh, I probably wouldn't want to try out for RuPaul's Drag Race UK. I'd be like, um, I'm going to drive. I'm going to fly over to Australia or I'll fly over to España or I'll fly over to America or Canada where they're going to give me some cash prizes or some good prizes because this badge uh, isn't, <laughs> that's not what I would want as a winner of like a run, like, like as a main challenge win, like, no, like, and then the winner of the UK's drag race, like in general, their prize is like a full all expense pay trip to LA to produce like a show with Wild Presents. I'm like, hmm. Like all almost all of the American drag race girls get money and then they get their own shows. Or I don't know. I feel like the UK girls are really, really getting cheated out. And I know, again, it's not RuPaul's drag race. Jag Race's problem, it is, I think it has to do with either BBC or whatever station they're on, or their laws that are in the UK of some kind. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you have to let me know if you're listening, what you think about that. Like, how would you feel knowing that your US counterparts, even Australia, and I think España, and I, for sure, I think Holland, all of these different iterations in Canada, they all get like these grand prizes or they'll get trips or vacations or money or a year's worth of makeup or, well, you know, a dress, garment made, couture, whatever. And you get a badge that is probably, you probably don't even get to keep it. Like, um, we're not doing this. Like, I'm not here for it. Um, so far, I would have to say for episode one of season three, it was okay. Um, I like the little twist where the top two and bottom two both had to lip sync. That is one thing that I have to say does keep me in tune with RuPaul's Drag Race shows because you never know what's going to happen with RuPaul. Like, in, in a matter of, like, a light switch, she'll do, like, a double elimination or, in this case, a double lip sync. And uh, I really like that, and it keeps you on your toes, especially for people like me who have been watching since back in the day. Um, I think I started watching, like, season three, I believe. Um, but I did watch the first two seasons, but I'm just saying. Um, I don't know. So UK season three, episode one... I would, out of like a 1 to 10, 1's the worst, 10's the best, I'd give the first episode probably a 7. A uh, strong 7. Um, the looks weren't like the best. Um, I do enjoy the queens. I really do like the drag race queens like this season. They make me excited, especially like Victoria Scone. I love Scarlet Harlot so far. And so I look forward to looking to next week where I will be recapping 
episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three, and that show is titled Dragaton. Until then, please make sure you follow us on social media. All of the links are posted in the show notes. Wherever you are listening, please also leave us a rating and review. And one last thing, if you would like to be a special guest or co-host on the podcast, shoot us a DM. I would love to have you on. I am looking for co-hosts for season two of this Shady Boots podcast. So yeah, definitely let me know. Until next week, what category are you walking in? Fem Queen Realness. Fem Queen Realness is in the house. I've snatched before. Any other categories you're coming for? Butch Queen Realness. Butch Queen Realness. Well, honey, you might have that one in the bag. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Hold that pose for me. DJ, start the music. Category is...